Welcome to the Public Speakers Association podcast, where we support you delivering your message through community and collaboration. We talk with successful speakers about how you can continue to grow your business and message through speaking. I am your co-host, Jason Antelek, owner and CEO of the Public Speakers Association. And I'm your co-host, LZ Flinnard, the mayor of Podcast Town. Welcome, everyone, to the Public Speakers Association podcast, and we are fortunate today to have Stephanie McAuliffe with us, and we are talking about a new paradigm for boundaries. I'm really excited to hear what Stephanie has to share with us. Thank you for joining us today. We're so glad to have you. Thank you, Jason. It is awesome to be here with you again today. Longtime member of the Public Speakers Association, always plays with us. I love it when we get the group together and Stephanie's always a part of things, always adding to uh, whatever it is we're doing and elevating and keeping the spiritual side alive. So uh, what do you mean by a new paradigm for boundaries? Well, if you grew up any way like I did, there were no boundaries within my household. And many of us were not taught Uh, what boundaries really are. So when I talk about a a new paradigm for boundaries, it's no longer wearing this hard shell around us. It's really where we shed the things outside of us that don't serve us anymore, which creates space for us to connect deeply with the core and the truth of who we really are. And in between those two layers, you can almost think of it like a donut, is discernment. And this is where we only invite things in by invitation only. And we can take things in or not, depending on who or what it is that we're dealing with. And so when I think of the way boundaries used to be, you can even think of a castle and a moat. And really, the fiefdom, the kingdom was trying to keep out people that they didn't want around them. And so there was this moat of water around them. But really what they were doing was, in a lot of ways, living in a state of fear and focusing on what it is that they didn't want. And the old way of creating boundaries was, if you pissed me off, I would say to myself, I am never going to let that happen again. So I I had this continual internal conversation going on inside my mind and my body and all the energy that goes along with that. And so anytime I thought of you or that situation, that old boundary would come up and I would be brought brought right back to that same energy that I didn't want in the first place. So this new paradigm is of releasing those old things and really focusing more on what matters. Now, I heard you say that shedding the things that don't serve us. What are some of the ways that we know, okay, this is not serving me <laughs> um, in, in order to identify those those feelings, those emotions, that energy to get to the point where we know we need to shed it. The first key is anytime you're triggered by someone, what they say, what they do, a situation, that is a perfect opportunity to say and explore why am I being triggered? Because a lot of times something you say may have absolutely nothing to do with me. And yet, if it's bringing up old anger or fear or something else, it's an opportunity for me to say, well, why am I angry? Why am I upset? And to understand, so this is where we can start to look at things from the perspective of an observer and not get tangled up in the old emotions, but really it's almost like 
sitting in the balcony of a theater and looking at how we're all playing off of each other. And you can see how what you said affected me and then what I did affected you. Um, Some other things are like gossip, negativity, drama. There's a lot of people who live their lives by drama. And then it pulls us into their drama. And then it, it is, it's the spiral. And so anytime we're triggered, it's an opportunity to look at, do I really want that in my life? And to make the conscious decision of saying, I really don't want to be around that anymore. So I have a question. And, and Stephanie, I, I, I asked this from a personal standpoint because it's something that I'm right in the middle of. And I don't mean for this to sound like pushback because I, <laughs> but by nature, a trigger is reactionary because the human condition works that way. Right. So, so trying to be in the balcony or recognize it, that's just not, that's not usually the case. So a lot of times we don't even recognize that till way after, right? They oh man, I got, I think I got triggered or something. So how do you, how do you work back to that moment of awareness? How do you create that moment of awareness? Cause most of the time that thing pops up and we just go into reactionary mode. How do you, how do you get to that space you're talking about? It does, it does take time because, you know, I grew up around drama. And, and I fed off of it. And I think that's why I was so successful on Wall Street for so many years, because I was right in the fight and right in the action. But I also, I started to step back and it has been a learning process. And it's sometimes even just taking a step back and taking five breaths before you speak, before you, the words come out of your mouth that you're going to regret later. And sometimes it's looking at, oh, I'm going to go have a holiday meal with these people and looking at the last time that you were with them and the interactions and making the the conscious decision to say, you know what, when this person throws out the line, I'm going to do my best to not take the bait. So it's really, it's an active thinking before you jump in. And it's a learning process because there are some people who love to push our buttons because then we react in the way that justifies their own reaction. So yes, a, a trig, you know, we do get triggered and, and it can be a natural reaction to somebody, but it's also when we finally do see it. And sometimes it does take looking at it from a, a rear view mirror. But the more you do this, the quicker you come around to seeing um, how you've been triggered. And I just had a major event in January that brought up PTSD from being a two-year-old. And it took me about a week and a half to process it. But now that I see it, I can I can see actually also how it was a gift for me to heal something that was really, really old. You know, Stephanie, a lot of times connection, right, especially talking with other humans is the thing. It's the difference maker. It's the uh, the it factor that will cause someone to have a change in thought, a change in um, experience and could change the trajectory of their of their lives. So how how do you take the paradigm, uh, the new paradigm and connect that with with speaking and connecting with uh, with your audience? So. We've been taught to not look at ourselves. We've been taught that our emotions aren't safe. We've been taught that we're really not supposed to go there. And yet one of the things that I do um, when I speak, be it podcasts or on stage or even in workshops, it's giving people a safe space where they can explore these things. So 
Sometimes it might be a guided meditation for them to connect to joy that they forgot about from early in their childhood. But it's, it's creating the space of there really isn't anything you can say to me that's going to surprise me. And so when we can have a conversation with each other, be it one-on-one or one with many, I think it is really our job as speakers to let people know that they are sitting in a safe space and that they can ask questions, they can be vulnerable, they can go there because that is how we learn. And listen, we all have very unique experiences. Every single person on this planet has experienced trauma. Every single person on this planet has internalized trauma. That's what we've been taught. So when we know that we can actually safely express ourselves and that the other person isn't going to point a finger and sit in judgment, then that opens up the conversation to be able to explore. Because you're right, sometimes all we have to hear is one word or a phrase that opens everything up for us. It seems as if you you kind of never know when something's going to happen. That moment could be around almost any corner. Just when you think you've got it all together, ding, right there it is. <laughs> so the more that you kind of are taking care of yourself and paying attention and being aware the more prepared you are for those kinds of things. So it sounds like Stephanie and and please elaborate on this or correct it, but it sounds like that awareness of, of self, that self care, right. Doing your own work is really where it's at. Is that, would you say that's true? It's a big part of it and also not doing it alone. So it is having conversations. It may be working with other healers. It, it, it's, it might be listening to a podcast Um, it really is because I think of the body as having a finite amount of space and there's only so much crap (laughs) that we can internalize and take on. And so as we do this work, as we come to the self-awareness, we really connect with the core of who we are. And, and had you asked me even seven or eight years ago and asked me who I was and how I wanted to feel, I don't know that I really could have answered the question. I would have labeled myself as a Wall Street executive and, you know, many, many labels that go all the way back to childhood. And it's been in releasing those layers and of opening up the space that that we're really able to connect with, you know, who we are, that the core essence of who we are. Yeah, I think that's really powerful because, in my opinion, it's virtually impossible to truly connect with someone else unless you've connected with yourself first. And the, the tricky part about it in life in general is, is it changes. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a different man today than I was five years ago. For me, it's been being okay with that, being okay with the fact that what I want today, who I am today, what I need today is going to be different in three, five, 10 years and re- sort of this whole process of discovery and then rediscovery connection and reconnection. So talk a little bit about that in terms of, uh, of really just being open to that and sharing that, that process and the experience with other humans. It's amazing that, you know, and you may even be different tomorrow. And, and so it's, it's loving ourselves to the person that we are today versus, you know, there is something about, you know, loving our younger self and, but it's really of being present with who you are today and then opening yourself to whatever is is coming to you right now and not trying to, you know, future trip 
of who am I going to be in three years from now? Because as many different combinations and permutations as I can, I can think of, probably 10 times that can be created. And the thing is, is when I take a step, there may be two more steps ahead of me, but I won't know what those choice points are until I've taken the first step. So it really is one of, you know, discerning where I am. Who, who are the five people you spend the most of your time with? Do they lift you up? Do they make you feel good when you're with them? And if they don't, well, you know, it might be an opportunity to unfriend and release that energy. I actually did that with someone yesterday. And as soon as I hit the unfriend button, I felt a surge of energy just be released. And it, it's just somebody that was important in my life four years ago that isn't today. And I think of it as that opening up space for something new. And this is where we get to play. You know, as adults, we think that, you know, it's, we lose the sense of play and curiosity. Things are serious and we have to have our career and know what we're doing. And, and there can sometimes be a heaviness. And this is where we get to bring back some of that curiosity from childhood and that play that we may have forgotten about. And, you know, when was the last time you laid on the grass and looked up and stared at the clouds? Oh, I thought I thought that was rhetorical. I feel like I'm, I'm I didn't study. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing: there is no studying. It's and that's what's perfect about it. It's it's what presents maybe very different from you know we can have a plan. I was a person with a plan. I knew how my life was going to be, and I managed the crap out of it. And I was miserable and I'm no longer that person. And I look back and I can't even imagine my life being that way anymore. Well, if anyone knows what a pendulum swing is like, if you've gone from Wall Street executive to healer, I, that is, I mean, you can't switch paradigms, you know, more drastically. I mean, I'm sure there's examples, but that's, that's a pretty big swing. And, and you, you allude to something that I, I share a lot is that change is the only constant. Right. Energy is always moving. Things are always changing. And that's that's always how it's going to be. So even the news story or the situation that you're you're into talking about whatever's going on in the world is always in flux. It's always moving. So who we are internally, like Elsie said, is is always in flux. What's happening outside of us is always the same way. So it, it makes sense what you're saying. Uh, but it's hard to accept that in in ourselves and in other people, right? So, so what do we what do we do when we know the people around us that are so close to us are are maybe toxic or they have their challenges that are spilling over, and we're not in a situation where we can unfriend them or you know they're so close to us that we we're not able to make that kind of separation. We're you know we're in proximity. What do we do then? This is where. We can walk into a situation and um, one of the, I mean, our energy hygiene is critical and not everybody knows how to work with energy. And yet there are simple things that we can do of when you walk into a situation, see a wall of mirrors around you that are reflecting back to everyone else. So it's almost like a circle of protection around you and of making the conscious decision of I'm not going to take on their energy. It's almost like water off of a duck's back. And I'll never forget, there was a, a Christmas not long after um, 
my divorce and family got together and they were looking at me like, who are you? Because I had started this journey and the bait was thrown out and I didn't take it. And it, it was almost like that, you know, the Harry Met Sally scene where, where they say, you know, I'll have what she's having. They weren't used to me being that way. And so we can see people for who they are. We can love them exactly who they are because it's not our job to change them. It's not our job to fix them. I, I'm enough on my own to worry about anybody else. So, you know, we all have something we're working through. And this is where it really is. It's making the conscious decision of, you know, even if this person says this thing, which is the same thing they've said in a different way, the last 10 times we've been together, or they're acting out or whatever it is that they're drinking, they're drinking, boy, Freudian slip, doing, because I have a history of alcoholism in my family. So perfect. You know, sometimes it's a, you know what, I need to leave early or I can only stay for an hour because it, it can get to a point where, you know, everyone's fine until, and once that threshold is crossed, it's that's when we can just, we can make a graceful exit. Say, you know what, I love you. I've loved being with you. And now it's time for me to, to go. It sounds good in theory. It's uh, it can be a very difficult and very challenging practice and it's, uh, it can be. And the situation I was in in January, um, I've now made it once I processed everything, I've made the decision that I will not sleep under the same roof with that person ever again. And so it will mean, you know, making changes. And it's because I sometimes we need to protect ourselves. And so it isn't always easy, especially when it's family. But this is where we have to make the decision and this is where our boundaries come in of, am I going to put appeasing them over my own sanity and my own mental health? Because sometimes we just have to say no and remember that no is a one word answer because saying no and having the person be upset, but knowing that they're upset because of their own challenges Rather than me spending two weeks unraveling and unwinding, I would rather say no. Wow. We, we could probably have another three hours on just that point, because everything that we've talked about is on point. It is accurate. But sometimes the, the simple things are extremely complex and they're not easy. So simple doesn't mean easy. Thank you so much for the insight and the practical, uh, the practicality of, of what you shared. I think a lot of times we go 30,000 feet without drilling down. But so I, I really appreciate the fact you've given us uh, those nuggets and ways to apply those things. So uh, much appreciated for that. Thank you. It's um, yeah, there's, there's a lot here. And like you said, we could do this again a couple more times. And this is where we we learn by taking that first step and then the next and being grounded in what it is that we're doing. So this has been awesome. Thank you so much for the conversation today. No worries. I, I, I always learn so much. I'm, I'm over here. I have about a page and a half of notes. So, um, so if people want to learn more about um, this paradigm shift and uh, some of the other things that we've covered, how can they reach out to you? The best way is via my website, uh, stephaniebmcauliffe.com. Um, they can connect with me. I have a uh, boundaries um, worksheet that folks can download as well, which is the first step of 
the, the realm outside of you to get some of that crap out. And um, from my website, they can connect to the other social media as well. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks again for your time. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Public Speakers Association and how you can be part of our speaker community and the amazing opportunities we provide, please visit us at publicspeakersassociation.com. You can also hop on my schedule to chat with me personally about how Public Speakers Association can support you in your speaking business and career. And if you're a speaker and would like to learn more about leveraging the power of podcasting to broadcast your message, pay us a visit at podcasttown.net.